Hello and welcome to Life Changes You. I'm Daniel. We are talking from our home studios. So today with me, I have Anna Kirsten. So I'm not going to introduce you. I'd like you to tell me about yourself. Right. So first of all, it's, uh, many people get my name wrong. <laughs> so Did I say Anya? Anna? Anya. Anya. You know, and I, I, I live in Ireland at the moment. I'm from Germany originally, but I live in Ireland and people call me all sorts of names. Anya and whatnot. Um, But, you know, what I would say about me is that I want to bring the magic back into people's lives. And so I'm a, you know, I'm a performer, writer and coach and yes, creative visionary. And I, with my podcast, Dreamy Cappuccino, I want to entertain people with my musings, stories, and memoirs, and to inspire them to have new perspectives and to tickle their imagination as well. Yeah. And look, that's so important at the moment, isn't it? This year, lots of things have gone wrong. And I mean, I've listened Mm -hmm. to a couple of yours, um, but I don't want to talk about them yet. I want to ask about you first. So people actually get to know who you are, where you've come from, why you do what you do. So Mm -hmm. first of all, I just wanted to ask you, when you were a child, did someone inspire you to be more imaginary? I think I always was an imaginary child, but there there were a few factors. So my parents at the time were typical in Germany, you would say 60, 80s, you know, that was kind of doing things differently. And so uh, there was a time where uh, we didn't watch TV I only could see like one thing, which was, I don't know whether you know this one, Pippi Longstocking. I oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, she was big in Germany. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. And she would, you know, she was so powerful. She could uh, carry horses and she could throw men and she was doing all <laughs> sorts of things. It was maybe the first powerful female hero. Yeah. You know, at the time. But so instead of the TV, my, my parents would read books to me. You yeah. know, we would be all sitting in the sitting room and they would be reading like, I love Michael Ende. He's known for the never ending story. That oh, yeah. was a film, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was a thick book. And yeah. so, so they would read that to me. And uh, so maybe that had an impact. Yeah. And my grandma also was great. She was very playful. You know, we lived with my grandma the first five years. Yeah. I mean, in the same house with my grandparents and she, she would, uh, uh, you know, uh, build tents out of uh, b- thick branches and blankets around it. And, and she would do yeah. stuff like that with me. I actually remember doing that when I was a child too. I remember pulling the two armchairs together and my dad had all these bits of wood in the garden and you'd put them across yeah. with a blanket and then you'd sit in there and you'd feel like you were miles away from anywhere. Yes, yes, exactly. So, yeah. look, that must have been really interesting growing up more with books. I mean, I was one of those children that did grow up on TV. Um, right. And I probably came more to books later in life. I'd say probably about 13, 14. I remember one book I read at school, and I wasn't one for reading books at school, but I read one called Zed for Zachariah. And I don't know if you know it, but it's, no. <laughs> from what I remember, it's about, it's either nuclear war has gone off and there's only a few people left and there's a girl. Right. And she meets up with this man and then they become friends. That's really all I can remember. But at the time, it was so inspiring to read this story and just imagine that you were there seeing what was going on. 
Um, and that's what we miss out on, isn't it, by watching TV and movies and not reading books. I mean, if I showed you my bookcase, I've got hundreds of books now on psychology, on I really love biographies because I love to learn about mm-hmm. different people. But yeah. imagination when you're ch- uh, children, I mean, it just does disappear, doesn't it? And I mean, the thing is, I have to admit, I, so, so when I went to my grandparents, you know, uh, when we had moved away, they watched a lot of TV. So I kind of okay. caught up on the TV. <laughs> you know, I would, I would uh, watch a lot of, um, my, my grandma loved fairy tales. So we would, in the, like, Eastern Germany and Poland and stuff, they had really good movies when it came to fairy tales. Right. You know, and so I, I did watch, and I love movies uh, uh, still today. I love watching good movies and rom-coms yeah. and stuff like this. So I think it it's not necessarily exclusive, but I guess I am glad that my parents kind of had that a little bit different approach. Yeah. You know. And I'm only asking you this now because you are from Europe and I grew up in England and then moved to Australia. But I just watched oh, okay. that movie um, about the Eurovision Song Contest and I can't remember what it's oh. called, but it had... Um, is it a documentary, is it? No, no, no. It's, it's an American movie with um, Will Ferrell in it. Oh, I have to watch it. I haven't you watched have that You have to yet. watch it. It is really funny. And there's a little bit in it where his girlfriend believes that gnomes are real and she goes into the countryside and there's this little tiny door and she sits there and knocks on the door and talks to the gnome and we don't know if the gnome is real it. or not. And it's just really interesting. It's really good because I love Eurovision. So, yeah. What sort of things have you done since you left school? I have not done the direct route, I have to say, you know, there are those people that I have a few friends who were very clear on what they wanted to be. Yeah. And they went down that route. As a kid, I wanted to be a, a vet, you know, yeah. because I loved animals. Yeah. So I did, I think when I was just before leaving school uh, with 19, I did a, a placement at a vet. <laughs> I got so disillusioned. <laughs> It was totally not what I, uh, you know, in my imagination had. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, yes, I I, I left school and I I didn't really know, you know. So so, um, I took a year off and I went to Ireland, actually, and I was working uh, in a a camp, which is uh, for people with um, disabilities, and I was doing things like this. Yeah. And then I came back and and then I ended up eventually studying social work. But I was already doing the theater, the, the acting and the writing I discovered as a kid already. Yeah. Yes. And so, so I was doing that uh, during the social work. And then I did a, another training in theater and education. And then I... Um, found this acting approach I really loved. And uh, there was a school in London, so I did do that. And then I did a coaching training. And so, so I've done many different things and I have lived in many different um, countries as well. So I if mean, you've places, done acting, countries, but what would we have seen you in? Well, I have always done my own stuff. Okay. So you would not have seen me in anything you know. So um, okay. I think that's why. So, so the approach I did was called Lecoq and he was working a lot with masks and it was about okay. really creating original material you know so each week we had to create something uh, we got a subject like make yep. the invisible visible and then we had to 
so I kind of have created solo shows, but from scratch, yeah, you know, yeah. that didn't exist before. I've always been interested in creating something original. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, I did a lot of extra work on TV here in Australia. And right. my claim to fame was wow. I was the barman on a show called Neighbours for two years. I don't know if you've heard of yeah, Neighbours. Neighbours was uh, a big. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's about all I've done and a few adverts. So, uh, and then I gave up because I thought, look, I love disability. And then I actually got really ill. And that's when I started studying my counseling because I couldn't work. So I think for me, it's kind of like sometimes when you have different, I always loved uh, psychology as well. You know, that's why I think social work was really interesting to me. And, but also the creativity, I have so many different interests and maybe that's why I've been doing different things, you know, and then you, when you get older, you're trying to find ways how you can bring all of this together. Yeah. You're not older though. <laughs> you, you still look very young. Well, have a think if my, my parents were 60, 80s. Oh, okay. So I've listened to, look, I've only listened to your first two podcasts so far. The first one about the typewriter, I was going to say keyboard, but it's a typewriter. It was absolutely magical. Like I listened to it in the car and afterwards I thought I should have listened to that while I was laying on the couch. But the way you describe everything, and I don't want, it's up to you what you want to give away, but ways you describe the keys and floating about and it was just, it just took me back to being a child and I could actually see all this mm -hmm. happening in front of me. And the man, you know, with his typewriter and cleaning it every day, it was, the detail was phenomenal. So do you want to explain a little bit about that one? And, and I tell you a really Podcast called again? Dreamy Cappuccino. Dreamy Cappuccino, yeah. Dreamy. It's because I love cappuccino. Dreamy, yes. Yeah, yeah, dreamy. Uh, uh, I love cappuccino, you know, and for me, it was a little bit that um, juxtaposition of, because cappuccino wakes you up. Yeah. And uh, dreaming is another thing. And it's kind of combined, you know, sometimes you go into these fantasy worlds and they make you actually feel more alive. So that was the idea of that title. Um so I tell you something f funny about the, the when the K disappeared. That's what that story yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that actually has come back into my mind because my computer that I'm using right now, the keyboard, you know, there's not the K. The K is still there, but there's other letters that don't <laughs> that have don't disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, uh, be careful what you write about. <laughs> I don't know. I think so what happens to me, I mean, there's uh, many people who have said um, a lot of your stories are for children as well, you know, or could be for children. And I think that's uh, the thing, isn't it? That we kind of abandon this part of ourselves that is childlike, that still believes yeah. in that stuff, you know? Yeah. And um, for me, a lot of my stories came through improvisation, you know, I, yeah. um, so sometimes I would just improvise and then afterwards I would write the story down and then I would kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, flesh it out or, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so this is a couple of years ago I wrote that story when the K disappeared. But for me, I think it's about 
I don't know. It's just like I get surprised by my own stories. I never sit down and say, this is what I'm going to write about. Yeah. It's just like uh, I embark on this adventure and then all of a sudden you have this most absurd stories like this one. You know, I don't want to give away too much. but it's... No, and look, I mean, yeah, absurd, yeah, is a good word. But to me, it, it just was... Yeah, it is absurd, but it was just so beautiful as well. Like, uh, I mean, the second one, I, I, that was good too, but I wouldn't describe it as beautiful as the first one. The first one was just, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it was called Sparky's Magical Piano, and it might have been recorded in the 40s or 50s, and if you haven't, have a listen. It's a children's, well, I had it as a child, and it was a children's record, and it was about a boy who kept doing his piano lessons and couldn't get any good. And then one day he went to play the piano and it talked to him and it was called Sparky. And it said, I will play for you. And so he would be playing and people would be like, oh, wow, you can play the piano. Um, It's a really good story. And, yeah, your one was just, it just brought back all those memories and made me feel like I was a child again listening to it. Because I think, as you say, as adults, we don't really... We don't imagine, look, maybe some people do. I don't find I imagine enough because I think, you know, with work and everything, you just never sit down and imagine unless you're reading a book or if you're watching a movie, you go, oh, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? But to actually listen to something like that was was really, yeah, it was really great. I think it's uh, imagination is a little bit like a muscle, you know, and like anything you don't use disappears a little bit. It's still there, but you have forgotten that you have it. So do you want to speak about any more of your podcast from series one? Because I believe you're going back to do series two soon. Yeah, I already started with series two. I started series two actually with a lovely story about my grandma. Okay. You know, has, that, she, has that been put up yet or is that still? Yeah, yeah that's been yeah. put up. Yeah. She, yeah. she used to be uh, the, the queen of the food parser. Okay. You know, and it's, I think it's something that's really getting lost because that was a certain generation and you, you will not believe what kind of things she would <laughs> put into her food parcels, you know. She would send the most things, uh, how she got away with it, you know, boiled eggs and stuff like this she would send. And this particular story is about a food parcel I got when I was studying and um, and that that really was kind of, yeah, connected, a piece of connection, I think, you know, and I didn't expect her to send me this, what she sent yeah. me. And so this is what I kick the second series of. So I'm bringing more, I'm still having the magical stories, but I also have some, you know, musings and memoirs that maybe weren't in the first series uh, uh, so much. You know, I think everybody has like their favorite stories, like you have with the when the K disappeared. Yeah. I think different, maybe different stories uh, resonate with people differently. Resonate with different people. Like I, for example, love very much um, the story when the frog tried to steal the turtle's shell. And uh, it's a, a lot of fun, but there's a. You know, there's a deeper message in this. And so that's close to my heart for some reason, that story. It's it's about a turtle who wants to actually find peace and she goes on a stroll on land and listens to this beautiful otherworldly frog concert. Right. But the, the director frog, you know, the boss basically 
kind of um, is a bully, basically. And he comes to her and says, you listened without paying a ticket. And he, so he um, kind of starts doing all sorts of crazy things. And how the turtle deals with this is kind of the story. And it's kind of like, I love it when stories have both, you know, like you're entertained and you have the fun, but there's maybe something a little bit darker in it as well. Yeah. That somehow like gets transformed. Yeah. 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 I think like my stories, you can either just listen to them and have fun with them, with most of them. Yeah. Or you kind of have fun with them, but also get the deeper meaning. Yeah. So do you want to tell me the process of how you put your podcast together? Because we were talking just before we started the podcast and you were saying how you have someone who helps you with the music. So explain how you came together with that person. Yeah, so it's funny. So um, the idea for a podcast has been with me already since quite a long time. You know, I started it actually uh, publishing it this year. But Chelsea Edwardson, who's a musician and who's doing the music, I met her, I mean, on Instagram maybe two or three years ago, or maybe even longer because I still was in England at the time. But we both were doing an artist uh, challenge, you know, where you had to do for 100 days, you were doing something you committed to, and then you posted it on Instagram. And she was improvising with the music. And I was improvising with the acting. And that's how we connected. Okay. And, you know, I loved her approach. And I always thought I would love to work with her. And uh, I didn't know how yet. But you know, and then when 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 that idea with the podcast formed, I asked her whether she would be interested in doing this. And then I think we were kind of a lot in preparation because I wanted to have a few stories already yeah, done yeah. before yeah. I started hu- publishing it. And she's a single mom, you know, she's got a, she just had a new baby. So things took a little bit longer. Yeah. And uh, so we came out uh, this year and, and the process is so, so I record the story yep. and then I send it to her. And then I, I, so, so the way I work, I say, just do with it what you want. Yep. So I don't tell her what she should be doing. And okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, because we both really work intuitively, you know, and that's what I love. So that's really good that you give her the, you know, she can do whatever she likes with it. And that then gives her opportunities to come up with things that maybe you'd never even thought of. Absolutely. For me, it's each time a surprise. Yeah. You know, I think that the music is doing, it's just adding another spice to it and, and, and enabling you to go into that other world. And we on purpose, I think it was Chelsea's idea actually to have at the end of it, uh, uh, one or two minutes where you just still listen to the music before you hear the outro. So people, if they wanted to, still could stay in that space for a little longer. And that's you know? really good. But the first time I was like, what's happened to it? Is it still there? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the outro came in, if you want to, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that, you know. I thought because people have become so... I think our attention span has become so short and we become so impatient when not something happens immediately. So I was wondering about that because Chelsea sent it to me that way. Yeah. You know, and I was a little bit, ha, I wonder whether that works, but I thought it was worthwhile taking that risk. 
Oh, definitely. And look, as I said, when I was in the car driving, I thought, well, actually, I should be laying on the couch listening to this. And if I was, then I probably would have just laid there and gone with it. But because I was driving, I was like, well, what's happened? Why isn't the next one started? You can do that with the next one you listen to. I recommend the the, the frog and the turtle shell. What number is that? I don't know what number you'll have to have a look, but you'll find it by the title. Yeah, because I, I, I listened to... Um, Cloud number nine and cup of inspiration when the K disappeared. But there's many more stories that maybe I have a similar feel to the when the K disappeared, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about listening to it. Like I listened to them the other day um, and then work just overtook everything. And I haven't had a chance to listen to podcasts this week because every time I'm driving to work or home, I'm on the phone dealing with a new client or someone's parent and, Yeah, and I thought, well, this weekend I'm just going to listen to podcasts and catch up on all those ones that I've missed over the last couple of weeks. Good idea to listen to a few. I think the thing is, isn't it, like sometimes I feel like you really have to make a commitment to like what we talked about with the imagination and stuff like this, to do things for yourself that actually help you to go into that other realm. Yeah. And, you know, because it's so easy to get sucked into that functioning mode you know like you function you do your work and I often hear that people don't have time that's why I chose to have these short you know they're relatively short that like one story is maybe 15 minutes because I feel like you can do it if you wanted if you were like this I want to have a break in my day you could just say okay I've got half an hour now What I just said to you about, but I haven't had time, is exactly what people say to me when I say, why haven't you listened to my podcast? It's only 10 minutes long. And they go, oh, I just haven't had time. And I go, of course you've got time. And then I've just done the same to you. I go, oh, but I haven't had time this week, you know. But this weekend is my weekend for podcasts. I think it's the first place we go to, isn't it? Not having time. And I, I just feel it's kind of what's so difficult is we have this, uh, we are on autopilot a lot, you know, and we just do the things. And I think the things that nourish our soul, so to speak, you kind of have to make an effort to make space for that. Yeah, You have to make that decision, you know, I kind of, okay, it's going to start my day with a story, for example, or whatever it is. I yeah, think yeah. You, you consciously, basically, if you really want to bring your imagination back, for example, you have to make an effort, you have to work for it. It's not a lot of work, but you have to make no. that decision. Yeah, and it's also about um, the choices you make. Like I will, would say that not every night, but most nights I come in from work, I flick the telly on, start cooking yeah. dinner, have that, yeah. lay on the couch and watch TV. Whereas other nights I'll purposely go, oh, I'm going to listen to some music tonight, you know, and yeah. it's just making a different decision, isn't it? And it is, and, and kind of having the awareness, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and mindfulness, you know, having the yeah, time to. I mean, I've explained to people how... I, I discovered this probably 10 or 15 years ago. I, like I always walked the dog and I'd either be talking on my phone or listening to music. And then one day I just went out and I didn't take my phone and I could hear all the birds and the wind in the trees and people talking. And I was like, wow, isn't this interesting? All these different things, all these sense, sensory things that are around you that you just don't even look at or see, I mean, or hear because you're on your phone or you've got your um, music playing and it's completely different, isn't it? It is. I do that too, by the way, that I sometimes on purpose go for a walk and leave my phone at home. 
So what part of Ireland are you in? Are you in like the picturesque part of Ireland where you go for your walks, where there's castles and things like that? Well, I mean, the, in the, it is very picturesque. I, I am in Galway. That's like, they call it a city, but it's a town. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, they, they call it a city because it has a cathedral, yes? Okay. And, um, and it has a university. So there's a lot of young people and... It's right by the sea. It's uh, the West Coast. Okay. It's very beautiful, but it has a lot of rain. But we do have sunshine today. Ireland is somehow feels like the whole year the, a similar temperature, which means it doesn't get really, really warm in summer. And, but it usually doesn't get that cold in winter either. So what sort of things do you do to enhance your imagination? nowadays do you, do you I probably don't really have lot? to do a lot to enhance it <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean that sounds uh, maybe funny but I, I like I think my my imagination that's one of my assets I guess you know has been always really vivid and um I just sometimes need to a little trigger you know people tell me something and i go off in my imagination and thinking this could be a great story i yeah, yeah. you know my aunt for example when she texts me on the uh, mobile she you know the autocorrect and yeah. uh, how it sometimes uh, messes up with your words and she doesn't check on it and she has sent me the most absurd messages like for example <laughs> one was she had bought a, a, a dwarf, you know, the ones for the garden and yeah, she put yeah. it into the garden and that's what she wanted to send. But she said, she, <laughs> she said, uh, she said, I have a little uh, law, you know, a, a little law contract in my garden. And I thought, Oh, this is so funny. So I, in my mind, I started the story. I'm not finished with it, but I go in this. So I'm thinking, so there's a dwarf that's no, it's a little law that's disguised as a dwarf. And then I'm thinking, how did it get there? And <laughs> so that, I, I only really need little triggers. And uh, my, my imagination just goes wild, I guess. But I think, you know, to be honest, I think all that I've done in my life somehow have trained my imagination. Improvisation is a huge part of it. Yeah. Learning to create you know, uh, my own shows from scratch, you have to go into your imagination yeah. to be able to do this. So I have done a lot of that stuff. So I, I don't have to do so much anymore, yeah. if that makes sense, because it's been a constant. It just comes naturally. Life. It's been developed. It comes naturally. But, but I do think when you look back, you see why it comes naturally. And where do you see yourself in five years from now, like mega successful podcast? book signings you know i find that always so funny that idea with the five-year plan because i always <laughs> think like <laughs> who knows you know like i i remember when i moved i moved first to england from germany you know before i moved to ireland and people kept on asking me so are you going to stay for the rest of your life and i thought what kind of question is that what do i know um so I think my vision is really, obviously, it would be great if my podcast was really successful because I want to reach many people and encourage them to, to go back more into that imagination. Yeah. And I would love to also 
kind of bring the people who feel different together, you know, yeah. and feel like, because I've been called weird a lot of the times, you know, and I think there's a lot of people out there who feel different or weird and, and feel like they don't fit in. So I would love to somehow, you know, create an online community or meeting place where people can come together. But don't you think as you, as you get older that you realise more people are weird than normal? Like what is normal anymore, you know? Well, that is a very good question. What yeah. is normal? I think that deep down we are probably all weird, but I think that most people try to fit in so much that they even don't know that they are different. Yeah, and, and I think... But as other people where it's so obvious for them, you know, that they, they, they have it very... They are very aware that they are somehow different or doing things differently. Yeah, look, I mean, I look back at people I went to school with who were like the popular people and the people that, you know, were always in the, I don't know, I guess the, the most popular group. And mm. now that I've left school and moved on with my life, I sort of, when I've bumped into those people, I think, well, actually, you had your time at school, whereas now I feel I'm having my time because I don't fit into that box. I do lots of different things. I've got lots of different friends from all different areas. And actually, that's the better way to be. It's almost like they bloomed too early. But maybe they never bloomed. Maybe they were just popular. <laughs> <laughs> because being popular, in a sense, uh, means often means that you kind of creating an image yeah but aren't we all creating some sort of image that we are yeah i think we do but uh, i think like for me for example i think that's why i love creating and performing for me that was always my safe place you know that yeah. was always the place where i felt i could be real when i create a story or a performance i never think of what people might think yeah. Or how I should create it that people like it. Yep. I never, never come from that place. Well, now that you say that, when I was in my 20s, I did some improvisation courses and a clowning course. And it was only when I was up to, say, the second or third one that I really started to just let myself go in it. Because the first yeah. couple, it was like, oh, what are people looking at? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Am I being yeah. stupid? And then after a while, mm -hmm. I just went with it. And then people were like, wow, that was so good. And it was because I didn't worry about what people were thinking about me. I just did what I was told to do. I think that's exactly it, you know, uh, when you hit that point where you're just in the flow and you don't care yeah. anymore and you kind of uh, got out of your own way, I guess. Yeah. That, that's when the magic happens, you Definitely. know, and, and that's, that's what I'm always uh, uh, striving for. And, and I think we always struggle with this, you know, because we are social beings and it's, it's not so easy to be independent of what other people think of you yeah as you age you sort of have these things that come around you that you sort of go well that's sort of how I have to be now and really you don't <laughs> yeah I think that the danger is isn't it that we get so set in our behaviors when we get older and that yeah. we kind of lose that sense of playfulness curiosity as well yeah 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 yeah. you know and and i think like you can be an adventurer in many different ways you can be the obvious one you know that goes and does do crazy things 
Yeah. But you also can be an adventurer in your mind, you know, when you challenge yourself to, to see whether what you think is actually true <laughs> or whether you could see it differently, you know, from yeah. a different perspective. And I guess, look, maybe this year has been, even though it's been a really bad year with the COVID, we've also mm -hmm. had a time where a lot of people are, and look, there are people who are on their computers playing computer games, stuff like that, but that's still using your imagination. But then there's things like you can go to the galleries that are online and you can go and look at different countries online where they've almost put tours together that you can sit in your lounge room and look at all these beautiful places around the world and communicate. Like, I mean, I've met you now. You're in Ireland yes. and I'm in Australia. Yeah. Um, and it's funny how I think there has become more of a sense of community in some way, not probably in every area, but I've sensed more when I'm shopping or when I'm out, even though we have masks on and things, people are still saying, oh, how are you managing? You know, whereas before we just walked past each other and never even gave each other a look, you know? Mm. So I, I think in some ways we have received, we've brought back a bit of the sense of community. It's an interesting one because I feel like, I have connected with, uh, like you said, with so many people online, you know, yeah. who are sitting in different places in the world, which I find completely exciting. And because sometimes I think like, okay, so that the likelihood to, to meet like-minded people who think like you yeah. is bigger when, you, when you're not just confined to the place where you live. Yeah. I think it's exciting, you know, to me, it feels like uh, that I have spent the time to reinvent myself, you know, I want to rework my website. And I definitely see just the possibility to work with people like I do with Chelsea, who sits in Canada, you know, yeah. um, to, to more work with people who are sitting in different places of the world. I find that exciting and to be more independent of the place where I actually live. Yeah. Yeah, sense. we're no longer confined, are we, to just our um, a region that we live in, you know, the world. Yes. Is, and Zoom is just an amazing thing. I don't know when it actually started, but I know at the beginning of COVID, I had no idea what it was. And now I use <laughs> it pretty much every day. <laughs> yes, we are learning stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we are learning new stuff. It's it's. Uh, it's always how you see it, isn't it? I think there's a huge opportunity. I want to start doing online workshops. I want to do an, a, a, a dreamy cappuccino life where people can come together and tell stories, for example. You know? Yeah, that sounds really and, good. Yeah, so, so it's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yeah, well, look, I was saying to you before we started that I work in disability and we've uh, now started Zoom calls and we have five to ten people in each session and we might play bingo with them or have a sing-along and these are people all over Australia so they're not just in Melbourne and mm -hmm. it's amazing to think that these people because we've definitely got one who's like nearly three hours away from where I live um, and they said we have no services here and now we can come online and do your activities and it's amazing because before this we just sat here and didn't know what to do and now we can do activities three times a week. It's great. I think it has, it has an advantage, you know. I mean, you, you, I, I used to, when I lived in Hamburg, I used to do, um, I love dance, you know, and I used to go to Edgar Spieker who does soul motion. It's like a free dance, but you still get some instructions. And I right. always got his newsletter, but obviously I, I was close to deleting the newsletter because 
you know, I couldn't go, obviously. And then yeah. this happened and he put everything online. And yeah. now, you know, I can uh, do this again. And now he has that combination, which I find really exciting too. So, so he has people again where he's doing it in the space yeah. and online at the same yeah. time. So you see those people dancing in, in, the, in the space where he's uh, doing it live. And yeah. then you have at the same time the people online. Yeah. It, it, look, it, it is amazing. And we had a disco that we used to do in the studio, which we now do online, and we can see the 15, 20 people on the screen and they can see each other all dancing in their own lounge rooms and we're all dancing to the same thing and we're all having fun. And it's, it, it's really incredible what's happened through this time. I mean, look, there's lots of negative, but there is also a lot of positive things that have come out of it. Yes, I think, that, and you have to look at the positive things. And I think, you know, what I really believe is that we do need to tap into this, our own resources, isn't it? And to yeah. come up with new ideas and new ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, so what is something that you do to keep yourself positive? I do meditate. Okay. Is that a, I, um, every day? Yes, I so I love the Dr. Joe Dispenza approach because he has, he has written a lot of books. Um, um, it's very much about how our brain functions and how we create our reality. And he has developed a lot of meditations. They're all guided and I love them because they put me into a better, into a higher emotion, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like I have tried many meditations in my life. I did Buddhist meditation for a long time, but those ones for me are most effective because I immediately really, most of the time, feel a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I am doing it daily. I Lately, I have sometimes skipped a day, but uh, I have been doing it nearly two years now, I think, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, I, um, so, so that's really important to me. Yeah, look, I do try meditation. However, I feel I can't calm my mind enough because at the moment I have too many things going through it yeah. and that's what yeah, I need yeah. to learn to do. Um, but I find with the podcast, that's what really centres me because I lay on the couch with my AirPods in and I just that's all I'm listening to. So this yes, weekend yeah. I will be listening to Dreamy Cappuccino. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, and, and, and look, another thing for me is really nature. Just yeah. going and sitting by the sea, for example, or going for a walk, like we said, without your phone and yeah. just listen to the sounds and the wind. I love the wind in the trees and the birds and, and stuff like this. That, yeah. that really centers me as well. Yeah. I mean, look, we have some really nice birds here, but we also have cockatoos and parrots that just squawk at you. <laughs> So that's not very relaxing when you're going for a walk, but walking the dog is always great because you've seen the little dog walk in front of you. It just makes you feel great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, that's been really fantastic talking to you. Is there anything else you want to add? I, I only want to maybe add to encourage people to really take the time, whatever it is, whether it's listening to a podcast or to something else, uh, to, to take the time for themselves and to make a, a conscious decision for it. Yeah, And also to be aware that everybody has imagination and creativity. It's, it's something, it's a skill. It's not like you either have it or not. That's, yeah. that's a lie, you know, and if you want to, and if you want to have a, a, 
you know, uh, more fantasy back in your life. You yeah. just have to make a decision for it and, and do little things like listening to a podcast or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's been fantastic talking to you. It's really um, interesting and I will listen to your podcast and I have, I have actually given, um, I've shared you the link for your podcast to a couple of other people who have liked it because <laughs> it's what people need, something where they can just imagine. And as I said, it was a beautiful feeling, that first one um, about the K because it took me back to my childhood and made me feel young and like, wow, what's going on? You know, I didn't, you know how you watch a show and you think, I know what's going to happen now. With this, it was just you couldn't predict what was going to happen and your imagination just had to go with it. Yeah. And that was the beauty in it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was lovely meeting you. Yeah, it was great meeting you too. So if you would like to contact me, you can contact me at lifechangesyou.com.au, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, enjoy all that life has to offer. Look after each other. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.